Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, and welcome to the Runs World podcast with me, Rick Pearson. And me, Jane McGuire. Today we're speaking with esteemed editor of Runner's World, Andy Dixon, about his grand plans now that he's turned 50. But you've got a birthday coming up, Jane, as well. I have. I'm turning the big 3-0 this year and um, kind of freaking out about it, but I'm sure the listeners of the Runner's World podcast haven't tuned in to hear me having a breakdown about turning 30. <laughs> so, <laughs> But I, Andy has inspired me, actually, to kind of maybe... You know, I won't give away what he's doing, but maybe I should be doing something similar for a big, a big birthday. What do you think? Yeah, well, you obviously you've got the option, like you know, doing thirty miles on your thirtieth birthday. It's pretty full on, though, isn't it? Like just a casual ultra. It's, yeah, like I do like the idea of doing an ultra, but I think on my actual birthday might might be a bit not sad. It's the wrong word, but might you know might not be the kind of way I want to spend turning thirty. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I have. Maybe I change my mind and I want to be running alone, <laughs> <laughs> running from my troubles. Yeah, um, that's it. That's it. You, I maybe. mean, you could always do thirty k. Maybe what's that? About eighteen miles. What's that? Yeah, that. Still I could a long do way, that. Couldn't I? I could way. do that. You know, at the moment, I think we're. I'm leaning more towards. You know go on holiday, sit on a beach and cry in the sea. But if I decide that that's not the kind of vibe I want or if lockdowns happen, yeah, 30K to turn 30 is, I'll commit to that. If if okay. I can't go on holiday, I'll do that. If I can go on holiday, sorry, runner's world, I'm out. <laughs> well, well, last week you were telling us a little bit about the um, copyrighted Jane Maguire joy plan. Yeah. How's it, um, how's it, how's it going? Well, I've had a few messages to people on my Instagram who are like, this is such a great idea. Why don't more people do this? So I'm, I feel like I've, I've convinced a few people to follow the joy plan and it's going really well. I, you know, didn't run at all. I went to visit a friend at the weekend and, you know, didn't run from like Thursday to Monday. Did really easy run last night. And I think old Jane pre joy plan would have been like, oh my God, like, you know, not doing any running over that time would have been yeah. kind of a bit, you know, a bit of like, oh, or should I take my running shoes just in case? Whereas I was like, no, you know, I don't need to. I haven't seen, I think, I guess a lot of people will be in this position where it's like, I haven't seen people or, you know, really made plans or really done stuff in quite a while. And I think that's probably not been that good for me because it's let me become more obsessed than I should be about exercise and fitness. So I just, yeah, took a few days off watched loads of Paw Patrol and hung out with some babies and it was really fun and I didn't do any running and I did a really gentle three miles last night and that was fine should have done four couldn't be bothered it was really cold stopped at three so joy plan is going really well I like it I like it 
it's sort of taking back control a bit, isn't it? Because I think when you're kind of when you've got a plan, you're kind of being told a little bit what to do. Yeah, exactly. But with the joy plan, you're kind of you're in you're in the driving seat. I think it's yeah. Good. And if you don't, if you don't feel like it today, I'm going to go and run after work today because I've had a, I've had a day where I like sit behind my laptop and I know that yeah. that's just yeah. a bit boring. So I'm going to go out and do another really easy run tonight. But so far, so good. How about you? Are you running? How's the knee? What's yeah, the latest? Knee's going okay. I think I, I'm basically I'm maxing out at like three runs a week. That's when the knee starts like complaining. So if, until the op, I'm like three runs. That's cool. That's fine. Um, and I'm really enjoying them. And they're not. I mean, I'm not setting the world light with the runs, but they're kind of like I'm doing like three eight mile runs okay so it kind of works out like it's okay um and it's great to get out and a couple of those are with the running buggy which I've actually kind of come around to as a item having slagged it off previously saying no one wants to run with a buggy <laughs> but actually it's, it's actually all right so you do convenient. eight miles with your son in the buggy how does he feel about that <laughs> yeah I, th- I think that uh my son quite quite enjoys it we don't have we don't do a lot of dialogue actually <laughs> <You're> <laughs> pretty, pretty cold as well so i'm just just wrap him up in like loads of layers and then do like the odd like sort of attempt to sing the odd song but can't because i'm out of breath okay <laughs> and then and then um and then i just bring the, the buggy back from the nursery so we, you know without um anyone in it uh so but it works out about eight miles so it's uh it's a nice way to start the day, actually. So it's just like, sort of getting them in. Um, I've been reading the Catherine Switzer uh, book, Marathon Woman. Ooh. And it's amazing. Like, it's amazing, obviously, for lots of reasons. We might know, like, you know, first woman to officially run Boston, mm-hmm. a trailblazer in that world. Um, but some of the some of the kind of back-to-basic strength and conditioning stuff she's, she talks about is amazing. So she, she said she had, she had a knee problem. And the physio said to her, um, You've, it's part of this because your your, um, your quads aren't strong enough and you need to do that you know that wall sit exercise oh, where you're kind of hell on, on that imaginary chair yeah 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 and she's like does it and she's like after about 70 seconds the first time she's like I can't I can't do this um, but she carries on doing it and she ends up doing it for she can do it at 11 minutes at a time oh my god I know I don't think I could do one. I'm going to try after the podcast. Let everyone listening try. Stop what you're doing. Go and try. I, I did this morning. I was like, I, I did two minutes, and I was like, that is enough. Okay. Like, I'm not. I'm not going much over that at all. Um, Eleven minutes. It's like it's incredible. So there you go. Another another reason. Another reason to like to her. To love her. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, I've got a couple of things here. One was a, a quick study, Jane. That okay. Might be interested in. Love a study. You, you you love you love footwear. You're um you've run in a lot of shoes. I have. Um. And I think that obviously shoes are amazing. We all think that, but there's a kind of dizzying array of shoes now, and you can maybe get you can go in and think something's going to be good, or be told something's going to be good. Um, but this latest study, I think, is quite good for just kind of demystifying some of it. And it it found that essentially you want to go for a comfortable pair of shoes, um, and the reason for that is you will actually run more efficiently in a comfort a comfortable pair of shoes according to this study. Uh, so it found that it offered people a variety of shoes, and they had to. T- determine for themselves which one they thought was most comfortable which was least comfortable and the people ended up running uh more efficiently in a shoe that was more uh, more comfortable so if you if you want to kind of cut through all the kind of jargon and try a shoe on if it feels comfortable the chances are you're going to run well in it which i think is actually quite a nice simple yeah message i like that i think it is it is super overwhelming especially um if you're trying to avoid going to running shops and you know obviously i've you definitely should support your local running shop, but you know if you're if you're shopping online, I think it's just like how do you know? How yeah. do you know what to pick? But I know that I have been lucky enough to test 
lots and lots and lots of running shoes, but I still wear the same two pairs that I love <laughs> again yeah, and again yeah. and again. I'll run in a pair because I know I need to write about it. But I 100% think if you're if you're comfortable, then you're happier and you probably run better for that. So definitely, just be definitely. comfy. Don't go for the shoes that look cool. Go for the ones that fit your feet. Excellent advice. We got um we got a letter in, but it's sort of to do with your with your Chicago. I think you should you should probably read it out, Jane. Yeah, this is from Jonathan Barnes and he says, Hi all, love the podcast. I was delighted to hear that Jane's been successful in the Chicago Marathon ballot. Thank you. So have I. It will be my fourth marathon after New York, which he did in 425 and he said inexperienced. Berlin 440, undercooked after a heart issue, which is now resolved. That's good to hear. And London four and a bit after running a marathon and a bit, i.e. not in a straight line. I think that's something everyone does isn't it yeah, um yeah. i'll be 62 next month so we'll be trying a good for age time at boston which is 350 oh no sorry he'll be trying to get a good for age ta- boston entry time which is 350 in october um for london i've adopted the hansen marathon method that you'll no doubt be aware of it's a commitment you run for six days a week for about 18 weeks but you do a real mix of different sorts of running and in contrast to most plans you don't really do long runs if jane hasn't tried it i recommend she gives it a go anyway i look forward to hearing more about her build up nearer the time keep up the good work thanks jonathan i yeah what a nice i hadn't heard of the hansen method so um I know that you probably know more, Rick. What What is it? What am I doing? Yeah, I was intrigued by this because I, I thought this is a sort of, um, I've always thought that perhaps uh, we put too much emphasis on the long run in traditional yeah. marathon schedules. And, and I think the Hanson method thinks that as well. So your long runs end up being, I think they kind of alternate between sort of 10 miles and 16 miles. And then occasionally towards the sort of action end of the schedule, you might have to do a 10 followed by a 16 so that's how they kind of get that that big mileage in um and yeah the frequency is quite, quite high so yeah six days a week and there's a lot of marathon pace running so that's probably where it differs mm. from a traditional um i i, I quite I, I did quite fancy it because yeah like i said i do think that maybe we put too much emphasis on a long run and then you don't recover maybe from that kind of 20 yeah, mile long run I'd, kind of i've never i've never gone over 20 in in a i know that um no, a lot of people either. do 22 yeah. or even 24 and in my head I'm like how <laughs> how do you how do you like recover in time but I don't know I I'm so far off um even thinking about getting back into marathon training because yeah. I'm trying to mentally yeah. have a break from marathon training but I like I do quite like the idea of that I think 10 to 16 miles is much easier to fit in isn't it if you've got other commitments or if you want to have a life and not you know not let marathon training take over that's definitely easier to fit in, isn't it, than doing that old like Sunday long run where you don't get yeah, don't get back. Hours, yeah, right. you don't get back till like eleven, and then everyone hates you. <laughs> yeah, totally. I was looking into it a bit, um, and I think that I'm right. I think a lot of European plans, although it would be in kilometres, their long run ends up being about the sort of the longest run ends up being about eighteen miles. So it's a bit of a British obsession, the kind of okay. twenty-two mile marathon long run. So maybe more people should think about like not you know not running 22 or even like you say almost running the distance in training yeah um, yeah anyway so there you go and then i was looking at some other little marathon training methods and i remember one that um my wife did and i did to a certain extent our first marathon it was really good it's called the Furman method and it's that's only three runs a week with two cross training sessions thrown in so okay. it's quite good if like the whole mileage game is sort of new to you you can get really fit without you know necessarily like all the 
the injury risk that sort of running lots of miles yeah does. so there's a few there's a few options I think there's lots of ways to approach a marathon it isn't just one kind of one kind of thing yeah and I think that's probably what I learned most from having a coach and I'm not saying everyone you know should get a coach but I think they're really it really really isn't one size fits all to do a marathon and I always say this to people that I think you you download a marathon training plan hopefully from runnersworld.com slash uk and then you you're like oh my god I've got to start running five times a week and I've got to do this and I've got to do this but if your body's not used to that you're then going to get all these niggles and these shin splints and these things that you're then going to have to carry through a whole training plan aren't you so it makes so much more sense to me to kind of once you get your spot on the ballot find out what works for your body and for a lot of people I'm imagining that's probably not doing six days a week five days a week really high mileage it's probably going to be a bit more kind of smarter and training kind of to how it works for your body so I think yeah I think if you're if you're a beginner and you're looking at marathons try and look around and see you know shop shop for your perfect marathon training plan (laughs) (laughs) well I think we should uh, we'll bring Andy on to discuss um his uh yeah his sort of 50th birthday and what he's how he's planning to to celebrate it guest of the week Sometimes on the phone Could be an athlete Could be a physio Or a complete unknown So Andy Dixon, welcome back to the Roswell Podcast. It's been a while since we've had you on. It has. Uh, thanks for having me back on. Um, apologies to regular listeners expecting a high-profile guest. <laughs> You'll have to make do with me today. Um, but yeah, it's good to be back, Rick. Well, I was interested in getting you on because your your editor's note in, I think, the current issue of, of Runner's World, it details some pretty grand plans. Um, so I thought maybe you could share them with, with listeners and we could talk a little bit about the kind of motivation behind uh, what's going to be a bumper year for you. So, yeah, I mean, I was, I kind of, I don't know quite, quite how this happened. I mean, COVID is, is, a, is part of the reason, but I realised the other day that the last time I did a race was with you and Joe, uh, the deputy editor of Runners World, three years ago at the Country to Capital. Um, so it's three years since I did a, a proper race, and that, and that seems to me to be far too long. Um, and I'm not sure how, you know, how I, I let it get so long. I think I just got out of the habit, you know, during COVID, the lockdowns, I was just going out for runs just for mental health and fresh air. And I think, you know, it struck me that I've, although I'm very comfortable in this, I, I won't call it a rut. I'll call it a kind of pattern or a, a trend. I'm quite happy just going out for run by feel runs each day. You know, how far shall I go today? Shall I go long, short, depending on my mood? That's all great. And it, I still do that now. But I kind of feel like after three years, I need a bit of focus and I need some goals and, uh, uh, you know, milestones for want of a, a, a better word to kind of structure my year so you know I, I, I need the, the the kind of carrot of a, of a race in the diary to force me out to do speed work sessions and long runs at the weekends that you know I think certainly in my experience the, the sessions that have been easiest to drop are the kind of <laughs> the harder ones um, you know it's high, and especially you know when when we've been working from home and in, in lockdown, it's quite hard to rouse yourself to do a speedwork session alone. I would say it's a lot easier when there's two or three or more of you, and you you know you're kind of egging each other on, or you don't want to lose face. 
um, you know, there's kind of joint motivation there. So um, I, th- I feel like I need a kind of loose plan just to, I'd like to, to really feel like I was um, building my running towards something. So yeah, in my editor's letter, I talked about how I want to get back into racing this year Yeah, and the loose plan. Um, although, you know, the fairly, the fairly large caveat is I've not actually apart from a place in the London Marathon in October I've not got any I've not signed up for any of the races yet but the loose plan is to do a spring marathon um, in April or May and as a part of the build up to that probably do a, a half marathon earlier like halfway through as you you know as this is the tradition yeah um, and maybe some 10Ks just to kind of you know f- feel my way back into racing and then because I'm turning the grand, the grand old age of 50 in at the end of May, I wanted to do a, a, a 50 mile or, or at least a 50 mile ultra at some point this year. That, that, yeah. you know, this, it doesn't have to be right close to my birthday, but you know, there's um, the, the, the race director of the Boston Marathon, Dave McGillivray, um, started this tradition where he would, at every birthday, he would run the number of years that he he was that birthday he would he would do a kind of run so obviously you know on his 50th birthday i think he did a 50 miler now he's he's 67 so he's kind of he does part of it as a as running and part as a cycle ride because obviously he can't just keep running well it'd be quite hard to keep running until you're like 80 80 miles on your 80th birthday so i was just kind of inspired by that idea um and yeah and as I also say my, my editor's letter is as, as kind of midlife <laughs> crises go running a, a 50 mile ultra is probably a cheaper and a bit healthier than going out and splurging on a two seater sports car or getting a tattoo. Um, uh, so that was the thinking, but yes, as, as of today, I still haven't signed up for it, but they always say, that to make your goals feel, you know, to motivate you, to make them feel more concrete, you put them out there in public. So it's it's in yeah. the mag and it's on this podcast. So <laughs> it's got to <laughs> happen. Can, yeah, it's got to happen now. But if anyone's got any suggestions about what um what ultras I, you know I could do or what, what ultra I could do in the summer, I'd be um, I'd be glad to hear them. Okay. Well that's that, that's a good invite. So that's podcast at runnersworld.co.uk for suggestions for Andy. Um and 50 miles and do you, I remember when we, we did our, our last ultra, which was a cap, uh, country to capital, which was great. I said the first 26 miles were great because they were really good looking miles, weren't they? And then we hit the canal, the Grand Union Canal, and it got a lot harder. So are you thinking of that actually having something that's visually interesting might be a good, a, a good, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, you're absolutely right. I mean, it was a bit counterintuitive that race, wasn't it? Because the, the kind of hilly parts, the, the you know, the beautiful Buckinghamshire parts seem to kind of whiz by. And, you know, obviously we were self-navigating, so you've got a kind of distraction as well. But when we hit the, the canal and it was flat, you know, it's like, right, the finish line is 20 miles away in yeah. that direction and yeah. you can't go wrong. I mean, obviously it was towards the end of the race as well and, and our legs were getting tired. But, um, yeah, I, th- I think scenery and, uh, you know, obviously don't mind hills, probably something off-road, um, just so it's kind of more of a, a journey. And I, I hasten to add, there's no, um, I'm not putting any pressure on myself to hit a, a goal time. It's just completion. Com- yeah, completion and enjoyment is is the goal. Um, is there any part of you that's like having not raced for a bit 
is like is kind of scared about getting back on the start line and feel like you, you know you might feel a bit rusty and all this bit. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm bound to. Um, but you know, I kind of want that adrenaline of you know of being on the start line again. Um, I mean, all of this is is. Uh, you know, as I said with the ultra, with the other races, I'm not. I don't think time is going to be my um, overriding kind of goal. It's like I'm not going to put an extra layer of pressure on myself to do it in a certain time. I'll, I'll have a time window which I'll be kind of happy to do a half marathon in, based on um, where my fitness is. And, and similarly with, with the marathon, I, you know, I'll try to run it to the best of my ability, but. Um, you know, I'm not going to beast myself like I did, you know, in the days, you know, I've been running for 15 years now. And I, I think most of the first kind of five, maybe 10 years of that, it was all about chasing goals and times. And yeah, I think that was great. And, I, you know, it's eventually led to doing this, the sub three in London in 2013, um, which I've been dining off <laughs> yeah. i've been dining off that ever since and i can't I, I you know i don't think i'll put myself through the grinder to try and do something like that again um but i think you know if there's a kind of halfway house between where i am now which is just like i said running on feel and um pootling along yeah. uh you know if there's a halfway house between there and you know running 50 60 miles mile weeks for to chase a sub three but that's what i'm aiming for something that will get me fit keep me focused um yeah and give my my year a bit of of structure uh because i think after two years that have been kind of you know really uh affected by covid i feel as if it's time to to get back in uh and obviously again um leading up to london as well in 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 october um and maybe, I mean, not, not this year, but next year's goal would be to maybe look at doing an Ironman at some point. You've done a, you've done a half Ironman, haven't you? Before? Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that, you know, I've done, I'd like to do more ultras and, and other kinds of events, but I suppose in my kind of event CV, as it were, the, the full Ironman triathlon is, is the, is the pinnacle of, of endurance triathlon. So I've got the half, um, <laughs> um, you know, it'd be nice to get the full, but you know, when you look at what you would have to do, you know, I'm under no illusions that that would just require an enormous amount of training time, the cycling, the swimming, it's not just the running. Um, so again, I'm, 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 this is big, this is big talk coming from my mouth. <laughs> um, we'll see, we'll see how it pans out. This is the runner's world podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Do you think there's something um, as you get older that's appealing about sort of going longer rather than, as you say, like, you know, trying to run a sub three hour marathon again. Do you, do you feel kind of drawn to the kind of ultra distance stuff? Yeah, I think so. It becomes more about the kind of uh, experience, I think. Uh, that's not to say that you can't aim to run fast and run fast times anymore, but I think just where I am in my running, uh, I think it's more just about the the, the more holistic experiential side. And I think obviously an ultra being such a long race, gives you gives you more of that um and yeah i think you know I, when we did uh, when we did our ultra or my my only ultra which was with you um i just found that that the whole experience the eight hours of, of running that we did just um yeah it was really good really enjoyable and i'd like to do do more of that um you know ultra seems to be a a, a kind of a class of race that people once you once you get in into it people really love it and tend to tend to really stay there and do more and more so um yeah that's probably where i'll i'll um i'll explore but yeah the first step is to just get that first one in the in the bag for the summer other than covid what why do you think that maybe like racing might have fallen off the radar because i I do think it's funny we were talking with jane earlier and jane's like said like for the past seven years she's been sort of training for marathons for seven years and like she's kind of stepping back a little bit from racing because she just feels a bit like slightly burned out by it maybe and like like maybe some of the joy has gone out of it did you feel similar after like because going sub three with that was quite a that was a big like a big old effort that wasn't it like over over several years was that was it kind of after that you felt you know what i need to re yeah yeah yeah, it was definitely, and and I think I mean I think everyone's running careers uh, probably follow the same or similar ebbs and flows, and and for me it was just you know it, the first few years of it was was all about doing your first marathon, and then it was bringing your time down, and it was ticking off the majors, um, and but yeah, the, as you said, for me running sub three was a uh, really really difficult and uh, I mean I had two goes at it the first time I missed out by two minutes and that was in Chicago in 2012 and basically I just because I was well trained and that was in October I just thought I'm just going to give it another push in London in April 2013 so I kind of just I mean I had a few weeks off but I kind of carried all that training through and it you know, I felt good at the start of training, you know, the kind of base, the so-called base, the base, you know, the base training, I felt super fit right at the start. So I had a good kind of bedrock of, of training to do it on. But I think if I hadn't done it that second time, I don't think I would have tried again because it was just, it just took over my life, you know, um, double days, uh, just feeling tired all the time. Weekends basically just built around the long run um you know and although you could get your long run done by lunchtime on sunday 
it kind of wipes out the rest yeah. of Sunday. Yeah. And this is this is before my wife and I had had uh, our our daughter, and it, that made it easier because it, I, I, you know I, I could I could just <laughs> settle on the couch um, after a long run, whereas now I couldn't, and that's what probably in retrospect I'm thinking. Yeah, uh, talking about doing a um, an Ironman, uh, it might not be <laughs> might not be realistic. Um, but my daughter will be a bit older then. But yeah, I, I'm aware that it's going to take a lot of time out of my schedule. But yeah, so it was just it felt just like the kind of the enjoy a bit of the enjoyment had gone out of my running. So I knew after I'd done the sub three that I wasn't going to try and go. 257 or 255 because it was like well i don't want to put myself through the ringer um and i've still done races since then. i've done quite a lot of london marathons as a pacer which was has been really enjoyable um but yeah i think that, that you know the pendulum i think there's room for the pendulum to swing back a bit towards you know competition and yeah right yeah the fulfillment of of an, a motivating force of feeling like like you're training for a goal and, and trying to achieve it because actually that that part of it i really really enjoyed and, and even looking back um you know i'm really proud that uh i managed to to run a sub three because i'm quite i'm quite a, a stocky uh, you know i'm quite a stocky character you know in terms of my frame i'm quite yeah. stocky i'm not you know i'm not like a natural runner i'm not kind of um or some you know some runners are, are kind of thin and um can move through the air quite quickly and, and I, you know i've got big old thighs and wide shoulders and it's uh i you know it, it, it was hard it was hard um and so you know, the fact that i made the plan and, and plotted my way through it didn't succeed the first time looked at what i was what i was doing wrong or what i could improve the second time around and succeeded the second time around just looking back at it, it makes me proud and i'm sure other runners can relate to that when you set a goal and achieve it um even though the race is in the past that you know that sense of achievement and fulfillment that you get from when a plan comes together um is is something that stays with you i think yeah i go completely completely and i think it's nice the idea that running can it could it it can morph and I think if it's going to it's going to be something that's sustainable and that's kind of in your life it, it has to adapt to what you want to get from it what your circumstances are but um I like the idea that it's not just you know being very very competitive and then you achieve a, a major goal and then you become less and less competitive I think the, the idea that actually you could then you know take, take a couple of years and then go okay I, I want to go back and and test myself again is quite it's quite nice even if it's in a slightly different way if it's more about kind of completing it rather than you know getting a good time yeah and i think you know as you as as you, we get older and as i get older obviously you have to look for different measures of success don't you because pbs are uh, realistically unless you start while you're in your late 40s pbs are, are, are going to be increasingly off the menu as, as the years go by so you have to look for other ways to find fulfillment out of running and whether that's still in you know on the performance side looking at your age graded performance levels or it's just something more holistic which is you know to stay injury free or to keep finding new fun and fulfillment in your runs rather than you know the digits on a clock i think absolutely um we've done a lot of content recently in the, in the mag about uh, masters runners and how they 
you know, how they perform and still perform into their 60s and 70s and, and 80s. And it's really inspiring to read their accounts of, of how they um how they measure success and what keeps them coming back for more. Um, and I, you know, ultimately really long-term, I'd like to be one of those runners, someone who's, you know, I, I will be a lifelong runner because it brings so much to my life. Uh, but I hope I'm um, like them, you know, still, still in 20 years time, finding things to draw from the sports to, to inspire me and, and new things to discover. And I think there always will be, there's always new events and there's always new people to meet. Uh, a new joy to be had so um that's the that that's the long long term plan yeah, yeah. and i think it sounds great and thanks very much for uh, making the time to come on the runners world podcast talk us through your uh, your goals for this year and beyond it was great to chat to you thank you uh, you're welcome so that brings us to the end of this week's runners world podcast i uh, hope you enjoyed listening and we'll see you again next week after a very brief hiatus, you can now subscribe once again to three issues of Runners World for just £5. Head to hearstmagazines.co.uk forward slash Runners World Podcast to get this exclusive offer. Um, and you can listen to the Runners World Podcast on Acast, iTunes, all your favourite podcast apps. You know that, but just search Runners World UK and please do subscribe. Thanks for listening and we'll see you again next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 